The Indianapolis Colts upset the Baltimore Ravens behind the legendary leg of Matt Gay. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you all for tuning in and making us your first listen of this post game, you know, part part of the post game thing here. Uh, this is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply guys this is me zach hicks your favorite co-host here on the lockdown colts podcast and notable kicker lover i mean i just love nfl kickers especially matt gay after what we just saw in this past game matt gay is our hero our legend so that's what this whole show is going to be about just matt gay winning the day for the indianapolis colts uh, in all seriousness though we're going to be talking in this first segment about that hero player in matt gay we're going to talk about gardner Minshew in this start and what he did well, what he could have done better. Uh, and then we're going to talk about the offense and the defense after that in our following segments. In segment two, we're going to talk about some of the playmakers on the offense, how the offensive line had another really solid day. And then the final segment, how the Colts defense basically, you know, carried the Colts to victory or, you know, carried the Colts to Matt Gay's magical leg. So Matt Gay could get us the victory there at the end. But uh, before we dive into this first segment, guys, Man, what a what a fun game. What a fun game. You know, we were saying all week on this show that we just needed the Colts to win ugly. This game, if the Colts are going to win this game against a really, really good team, they needed to win ugly. And this was a disgusting game. It was straight nasty. It was ugly. Neither offense was really getting anything going. There was fumbles from the Ravens. The Colts almost lost a fumble. There was a step out the back of your own end zone safety by the Indianapolis Colts. Just an ugly, ugly game. But the Colts were able to come out of this game victorious against a really good Ravens team. So uh, just hats off to the coaching staff for the Colts. Hats off to the, you know, the offense for getting it done at the very end there. The defense for just carrying the load the entire game. Uh, this was a great team win in this this Colts team. You know, again, before we get into this first segment here and talk about um, Gardner Minshew and Matt Gay, obviously, before we talk into all that, I just want to say, you know, this Colts team, aside from a couple players, is the same Colts team that we saw in week 17 or sorry, week 18 last year against the Houston Texans trading blows with a really, really bad Texans team that was going to be picking second overall a uh, team that was just giving up down the stretch, getting blown out by the New York Giants, getting blown out by other t- by the Chargers, having the biggest comeback ever against the Vikings. And less than a year later, they're going to Baltimore with a new head coach and a backup quarterback. They're going to Baltimore and beating Baltimore in overtime. This Colts team is back, baby. I'm back, baby. We're optimistic. We have energy on this show again. We're having excitement about the Indianapolis Colts in the direction of this franchise. What a win. What a great win by this Colts team. I know you guys are just buzzing here in the comments, uh, and I really wish I could read every single one of them, but they're coming in uh, pretty fast here. We're loving it. We're loving it here. Uh, Getting into the two heroes of this game, or at least one of the heroes and then the quarterback, obviously, as well. On top of that, Matt Gay, man. Kicker Matt Gay signs a big contract in the offseason. And you guys know me, like, 
before today, I was just not a big fan of kickers. I think they're just very volatile. They're not uh, what I really love about the game of football. It's just, you know, again, like a kicker could just fall off the map in a, in a day. Like it's hard to trust a kicker. You guys understand where my aversion to the position comes from because, you know, before this year, we saw the the ghost of Adam Vinatieri missing kicks. We had Rodrigo Blankenship just shanking kicks. We had other guys missing kicks. So I was just not a fan of the Colts kicker uh, situation. I wasn't a fan of kickers in general. So I remember when the Colts signed Matt Gay in the offseason, my biggest thing was, look, as long as I don't have to talk about kickers again, I'm happy with the signing. As long as I don't have to worry about the kicker position ever again or have whole shows where I'm like, oh, the darn kicker cost us the game, then I'd be happy. And now it's the opposite. Now I have to talk about a kicker again because the kicker won the game for the Colts. You know, Matt Gay came out, made five of five field goals in this one. Uh, four of those kicks were over 50 yards, which is absolutely insane. I believe they said on the broadcast that that is an NFL record of four kicks made over 50 yards in one game. And uh, look, at the end of the day, the Colts defense did enough for the Colts to win. The Colts offense barely did enough for the Colts to win. But the one who won them the game was the darn kicker. It was the darn kicker who came in and was consistent with every single thing he had to do in this game. He just had, I mean, a, he pitched a perfect game. You know, we just saw pitching a perfect game as a kicker in the NFL. That's what Matt Gay did. Uh, none of those kicks were even in doubt. All of them were right down the middle with room to spare. Uh, just an outstanding game for Matt Gay. And he, I mean, he deserves it. He deserves the hero's welcome when they come back to Indy. He deserves the praise that he's getting right now because, again, for a position that is so volatile, for a position that is just, again, guys can miss, guys miss kicks a lot. Guys miss a lot of kicks and they still have jobs. For a position that's so volatile, to be that consistent in that game, to outperform the guy on the other side of the field, which is the greatest kicker in the history of football, uh, and, and lead your team to victory. Uh, Matt Gay, you know, hat off, baby. baby. That is a, that is fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I'll never say a bad thing about him again. Uh, love it. Love it. So kickers are not dead in my eyes anymore. Matt Gay has won my heart, won my soul, uh, and, I, and I love it so much. Getting to the other man of the hour, though, Gardner Minshew comes into this game. He uh, is leading the Colts into Baltimore against a really, really good Baltimore team, the backup quarterback, leading the Colts into Baltimore. And look, it, it wasn't a fantastic game. There were some moments where I'm sure he would like to have back. Uh, he missed a lot of blitz reads in the first half. He really should have got the ball out quicker on those throws. Uh, he stepped out the back of the end zone late, which ended up helping the Colts to victory, but still not something you want to see. Almost had a really costly fumble at the end of the first half, but Look, Gardner Minshew is what Gardner Minshew is. He can operate an offense. He can keep you ahead of the sticks. And if you can get him in third and short, there's a good chance of keeping that ball moving and keeping the ball getting down the field and getting those field goals, getting the touchdowns. You know, you're not going to get much flashy. You're not going to get perfect plays from him or anything like that. But finish the game 27 to 44, 227 yards and a touchdown. Again, it could have been better. But when you're talking about a backup quarterback coming in to Baltimore, Again, in rainy conditions with this blitz-heavy, crazed defense that Baltimore Ravens have, I think this is the best that you can expect from a backup quarterback. So Gardner Minshew, again, I think he's in a great role for him right now. He's a good backup quarterback to have behind a quarterback like Anthony Richardson. And you could tell the offense was a tad limited because of who he is as a quarterback. But again, he was able to get the job done because he's one of the better backup quarterbacks in football. 
he came in and did something better than most backups do. And he was able to get this victory for the Colts, or at least do enough for the Colts to get this victory, or at least not have horrible moments that took away the Colts' chance for victory. So, yeah, no, I think this was, it was a good game from him. It could have been great or it could have been better, but, you know, I, this is what you need out of your backup quarterback. Again, I know I keep saying this, but like, this is big. Stealing a game with your backup quarterback in the NFL on the road against a really good Ravens team. That just doesn't happen. That just doesn't happen. I mean, Zach's putting it right here in the comment section. The Ravens smacked the Bengals last week. Absolutely smacked the Cincinnati Bengals last week. And the Colts came out here and they, t- I mean, look, we can we can look at some of these late plays in this game. Like, oh, there should have been a pass interference on the Colts here. Or, oh, if Tucker makes the kick, we're talking about something different. But like, look, at, at the end of the day, you won. You You found a way to grind out a victory on the road against a really good team. That just, that doesn't happen if you're a bad team. The Colts are coming out here. They're a feisty team. They're an aggressive team. They get after it. The, they ran the ball hard. They played really good defense. And, and, and with your backup quarterback, that again, that is just an outstanding thing to have. So uh, props to Shane Steichen. Props to this whole ent- entire coaching staff, this young coaching staff, too. You know, we talked about it all offseason, just how young this coaching staff is. To have the guys ready for this game and not afraid of a good Ravens team. They came out here just trading blows with a good Ravens team. And they got the victory in overtime. So great, great game from these two stars that we have at the top of the show. But now we're going to dive into the offense. We're going to talk about this Colts offense, how, yes, it wasn't the greatest day ever, but I think there are some good things to take away from this offense. So we're going to get to that in just a second. But first, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Go and post your job, then add your job with the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And every dares, don't worry. This whole week will all be about Matt Gay. This is It's just the Matt Gay show now. Matt Gay represents Locked On Colts podcast. So if you guys are thinking like, oh, man, Zach is just not talking enough about Matt Gay on this episode, don't worry. We have a whole week ahead of you here. Uh, of Matt Gay content. So Locked On Colts Everydayers, make sure you're tuning into all the Matt Gay content this week. All right, guys, so we're diving into the Colts offense. And yes, ugly game, a very ugly game from the Colts offense. Uh, I believe they, I mean, they had one really solid drive uh, where they had the, the wheel touchdown pass to Zach Moss. I can't remember if that was off of the fumble, though, early in the game. So I have to, I have to look at it there. But uh yeah, you know, it wasn't the greatest game from the offense. Things looked sloppy. Anytime they got out of third, like if, if there was a third down that was third and two, third and three, third and four, you felt pretty decent that the Colts could convert it. If you got into third and eight or plus, it was over. You might as well just take a knee and punt it. <laughs> That's the kind of day it was for the offense. But I do really, really appreciate it with this type of offense where Shane Steichen went into this game knowing what he had at quarterback. He knew that he could not just call 
obviously you're not going to call the Anthony Richardson offense with, with Gardner Minshew, but like he's not putting too much on this backup quarterback. He has a backup quarterback who doesn't have the biggest arm, who's not a typical NFL, you know, starting type quarterback. Uh, and Shane Steichen knew that. He knew that going into this game. So the game plan was a lot of quick hitters, a lot of getting the ball out of the hand quickly, and leaning on Zach Moss, who we're going to talk about in just a second. Uh, but I like the game plan by Shane Steichen. I like a lot of the things he did in this game. I think uh, I saw someone mention it yet again on here. Uh, where, yeah, Robert mentions uh, Shane Steichen stealing a timeout from the opposition yet again. Just supreme stuff. From, there's so, so much confidence in Shane Steichen. We love it. We love it here on Locked On Colts. Shane Steichen just goes out there and uh, and gets it done. I think he had a great game as head coach. I know some people were complaining about the fourth and one call, but look, it was an RPO call. Minshew didn't pull it out and hit the flat to Kylan Granson, which would have been a first down. So, you know, like, sure, maybe something different than an RPO, but I like the call there. It wasn't anything too crazy. I thought Shane Steichen had a great game, and he did enough to get his young his uh, his backup quarterback in a position where the backup quarterback could still move the offense, but not turn the ball over and not have massive mistakes. So yeah, I think it was a good, it was a good game plan by Shane Steichen. I think he did a lot of good things and I'm glad he leaned on Zach Moss in this one because Zach Moss was grinding it out in this game, 30 carries for 122 yards also had two receptions and a receiving touchdown in this game. He was just running through guys. I mean, he, he, he is a hard runner, man. He's the perfect running back for this scheme because Shane Steichen's scheme is so much about downhill running where, look, we're going to pull everything sideways. We're going to pull everything out to the boundaries. We just need a running back who's going to plow up the middle and get me those four, five, six yards, especially when you have Gardner Minshew in the game where you need to get to third and three, third and four, perhaps to have a chance on third down. Having a Zach Moss where even if he's hit in the backfield, he's going to turn that into a three to four yard gain. Like that's just what Zach Moss does. Uh, so Zach Moss did a lot of really good things in this game. Uh, I honestly, again, outside of Matt Gay, that's probably your MVP of this one. Uh, ran really hard, did a lot of great things. Uh, and Zach Moss, again, a kind of a cast off from the Buffalo Bills, is really just coming into his own as a running back in Indy. Uh, phenomenal game. And also just, again, you got you to gotta hand it to a guy who the entire game, Zach Moss was like limping. You know, he was really struggling out there. Uh, got hit really hard a couple times, uh, had to be helped by the trainers like three times, but he still got out there and was grinding it out. That's just an old school football player right there. You really like what you see. Obviously, you want him to be healthy and stay safe out there, but uh, that's just a tough player there. You got to you gotta respect the type of player who does something like that and just plays through it all. Uh, now getting to the pass catchers. I know I saw a lot of pushback from people about the pass catchers, you know, not getting open or not doing this, not doing that. Obviously, the All-22 will reveal a lot more with all that. But I think it was a really, really strong game from all the from the top three receivers. You know, I know a lot of people are going to be bashing Alec Pierce. Yes, he should have caught that deep pass, but it was a great play by the corner, too. The corner punched it out. He felt it was a tough one. Uh, like, yes, it's one of those where catch the ball, please. Like, that's what you're you're brought in here to be the deep ball guy. you got to make that catch. But, you know, it's it is what it is. Uh, Alec Pierce is the deep ball guy. You got to make that catch. It's a tough one, but you got to catch it. Uh, so that's really my only big drawback for Alec Pierce. But he had, you know, two other really big catches in this game. I thought he did some good things out there. Three catches, 43 yards. Again, once this team has more of a downfield element, you're hoping that he can produce a little bit more in this offense. But the two other guys, I mean, Michael Pittman Jr., nine catches for 77 yards, had arguably the catch of the year in that overtime. I really wish they would have scored on that drive because. 
then we would be talking about the Michael Pittman Jr. catch. Uh, just, I mean, that that's that's a number one wide receiver catch right there. That is the number one wide receiver catch. You go up there, double covered, having your helmet ripped off your head and still come down with that ball. That is a top wide receiver catch right there. Just a fantastic play. Uh, and there was also a couple of wide receiver screens in this game to him where if Wesley French gets a block or Quentin Nelson gets a block or just one more block gets made, he's running for 60 yards. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> you know, he could have had a monster day, but he had a really, really great couple moments in this one. And then Josh Downs, you know, I'm going to start the nickname third downs for him because I, I, you know, I wrote a piece the other day about he's emerging as that quick win wide receiver. He's becoming that guy who, when you need a couple yards or you just need that first down on third and short, Josh Downs is that guy for you. He's the guy you can get the ball to, and he's going to create that that separation to get that first down. Eight catches for 53 yards in this one. I He did everything that he's supposed to do in this offense. Get open quickly, get the catch, get down. You know, that's just what he does. You know, he's third downs, Josh Downs. So I thought the top three receivers, I mean, look, the top three receivers in this game combined for nearly 200 yards receiving. They were pretty much all of Gardner Minshew's receiving or passing yards in this game. They, they all played some really outstanding football. Again, would have loved Alec Pierce to come down with that, but his two other catches I thought were big, especially the one on the very last drive of regulation that got the Colts closer to field goal range where they were able to you know get it right after that. So I, I wouldn't be too hard on Pierce after this game. I thought it was his best game of the year. He did some good things in this one as well. Uh, but the top three wide receivers for the Indianapolis Colts, I think, did some really good things in this game. And then we're going to get to the offensive line. Look, this offensive line, they blocked for Zach Moss to run for 130 yards in this game. Offensive line was was doing their work in the ground game, really grinding it out there. And then if you look at the pass blocking game, I think for the most part, you know, again, the Ravens blitz a ton. The Ravens blitz probably more than any other team in the league. They really get after Well, I guess outside the Giants, but they really get after it. You know, this Ravens team does when it comes to uh, blitzing the passer. And when blitzes get home or when blitzes are, you know, getting pressure on quarterbacks, a lot of that is on the quarterback having to get the ball out of their hand quickly, finding their hot read, accounting for the unblocked blitzer and getting that ball out of their hand. And Minshew, being a backup quarterback, just wasn't really prepared for a couple of those blitzes. Uh, so I think by my count, the Colts O-line didn't give up any sacks. I think Brian Smith gave up a QB hit. But for the most part, if again, I have to watch the film on that, but I just don't think uh, I would give the Colts any sacks allowed by the offensive line so I think the offensive line did a really good job in this game I think Wesley French did some really good work I think MGK here MGK 1024 comments here Wesley French did some good work filling in the Colts run game was great behind this offensive line in their pass blocking you know for as good as it can be against a blitzing defense like this I thought they had a really strong game so uh, hats off again to this Colts offensive line just continue that strong stretch of play that they had late last season They've had it for the first couple weeks of this season. I don't want to say the Colts offensive line is fully back, but it looks like it's back. It, it looks like it's back. It might be back. I don't know. We'll see. I think this Colts offensive line is playing some great football, uh, and it's being just you know spearheaded by Quentin Nelson, uh, even Ryan Kelly being out, but Bernard Ryman is playing really great. Uh, Brandon Smith, for the most part, is playing really well. And then Will Fries, when Will Fries has been out there, has been playing some really good football too. So, yeah, this Colts offensive line, baby, it's it's looking good, guys. It's looking good. But coming up, we're going to talk about the, the side of the defense that – or the side of the ball that really carried the way for the Colts this one. That's going to be the Colts defense in this game. We're going to talk all about this just incredible performance by the Colts defense coming up in just a second. 
But first, do you need fresh groceries for the week, but you don't have the time to go to the store? Try grocery delivery from DoorDash. You'll get everything you want delivered when you need it right to your door. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. Want even more value? You can save on all your groceries and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery free delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass, Dash Pass membership. With easy substitutions right in the app and best-in-class customer support, DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want it. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to $20 value when you use code LOCKEDONNFL at checkout. Limited time offer, terms apply. That's 50% off up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNFL. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNFL for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. All right, guys, let's dive into this Colts defense. They got after it today, uh, and it really wasn't, you know, it wasn't a perfect day by the Colts defense. You know, that first drive was a train wreck. Uh, they had that that third quarter, that late third quarter drive where the Ravens took the lead again, where it was like, oh, man, here it goes. They're getting worn down again. It's just going to be a brutal day um, for this Colts defense, but man, they got after it. They made it a really tough day for this Baltimore offense. And this Baltimore offense that just came off a really big victory against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, and they were really rolling in that game against the Bengals. They were, everything was looking comfortable for Lamar Jackson in that game. Uh, and they were able to get the job done against their division rivals. And then you get the Colts coming in here, again, on the road with their backup quarterback, uh, probably expecting to carry the load a little bit because, again, Minshew's not going to put up 70 points for you. Uh, but you have this defense coming out and just playing some tough, hard-nosed football. The pass rush had four sacks in this game, multiple pressures. Uh, they had two forced fumbles, one by Taven Bryan and one by Juju Brents, who we're going to talk about here in just a second. Just an outstanding game from him. Uh, and then, again, the front seven. You just have to have – like the front seven is going to carry this Colts team to a lot of feisty games, you know, a lot of very feisty games. I'm not saying they're going to win every game this year, uh, with this front seven, but this front seven is so good that they are just going to keep the Colts in so many games this year. Again, four sacks from the defensive line or from the front seven in this game, multiple pressures made life hell for, for Lamar Jackson for the most part in this game. Uh, so really, really, really good performance from this Colts front seven uh, as, as we kind of expect at this point, you know, it's kind of as we expect at this point, uh, but looking at some other players, Juju Brents filled in at starting corner. He replaced Daryl Baker Jr., who after a really, really bad week a week ago uh, was a healthy scratch in this game. And look, I made the predictions in the offseason, guys, that I thought Daryl Baker Jr. was going to be the guy at corner. I thought he was going to have a really good season. But you guys know from listening to me all week this past week about how bad of a performance that was last week from Daryl Baker Jr., I am fully on board with making him a healthy scratch because – it was just one of those games last week where Daryl Baker Jr. just didn't have the effort, the tenacity, the aggression, or the skill and ability to make up for it in that game. And it was just a brutal, brutal game with lackadaisical effort that entire day. So then you get this, this hungry young rookie and Juju Brents out there. And you could tell just from early in this game, even when he was allowing catches, he was delivering big hits on these guys. He was getting involved in the passing game. I uh, had a pass breakup of him on Mark Andrews in the second half as well. Really good job there. Had a forced fumble on a screenplay to Kenyon Drake, which was an outstanding, you know, tomahawk chop from behind, knocked it out. 
Uh, so yeah, Juju Brands was out there. He was making his presence felt as an outside corner, and that is very much a Gus Bradley corner. You know, we saw that with Richard Sherman back in the day, with Brandon Browner back in the day. We saw it with Byron Maxwell back in the day. These these outside cornerbacks that are going to come downhill, they're going to hit you. Like if you're going to catch the ball in front of them, or you're going to do anything in front of them, they're going to smack you around a little bit. And that's what Juju Brents was for the Colts today. So I thought his his tenacity at corner, again, even with him not playing perfect football and allowing some catches here and there, he was still making guys work for it. He was making guys feel, you know, what's going to happen if you catch the ball in front of him. So it's just what you want to see from this cornerback room, what you want to see from a young corner. So I was really impressed with Juju Brents in this game. Another big standout, Zaire Franklin, of course. Zaire Franklin, 11 tackles. The game was running down Lamar Jackson on a couple of downfield rushes. Uh, had a sack late in the game as well. Zaire Franklin, he's he's the heart and soul of this Colts defense right now. He really, really is the heart and soul of this Colts defense. So, man, Zaire Franklin, you just can't say enough good things about this guy. As a person off the field, as a guy in the locker room for this Colts team, and then with what he's doing on the field, uh, just playing some great, great football right now. And and it's great to see. I mean, look, the Colts have a good one in Zaire Franklin. They have another good one in EJ Speed as well. EJ Speed just getting after it all game long. Had a huge third and one stop in the second half. Had a sack in this game as well. Had a great pass breakup in overtime. That was not at all uh, pass interference. Not in the slightest pass interference. So, yeah, great play by EJ Speed in overtime. You know, you know, it wasn't, it certainly wasn't. Uh, <laughs> past interference on that one there uh we had multiple other sacks by colts players samson ebukam who i think i'm saying that right now is ebukam is how you say his last name samson ebukam was with just a fantastic rush early in the game for a sack had a couple other really good rushes as well where lamar jackson just did his lamar jackson thing and got out of the field or got out of the sack and, and did his thing Taven Bryan obviously had his sack and then quitty pay that huge huge sack at the end of regulation that pushed the Ravens back to their own 39 and then made that long kick by Justin Tucker have to be a 61 yarder instead of having to be a, you know, 30 yarder or 40 something yarder. You know, that was a huge, huge sack by Quiddy pay. Quiddy pay and Samson Ebukam are playing some great football right now for the Colts. Uh, I think they're doing some really good things uh, in this game and, or in this uh, for this team this year. And uh, yeah, this Colt, again, this Colts front seven, man, they're going to keep this team in so many games. You know, I'm not saying that the secondary is all figured out or the secondary is perfect right now, but because of this front seven and just how tenacious and how much they get after it, they're going to keep the Colts in a lot of games. And um, I, I just think they did a lot of good things in this one. One more person, though, that we have to shout out before we leave this, this episode. One guy we really have to shout out because he was masterful in this one after after last week where the Colts defense was getting shredded the whole second half this guy was masterful and this is Gus Bradley baby Gus Bradley uh late in that that late in this game like the later half of the fourth quarter going into overtime Gus just said screw it we're blitzing we're blitzing we're coming after Lamar Jackson we're going to make him have to make these decisions under pressure we're going to hit him on every single play and we're going to make these decisions have to be much quicker for him and it worked it worked. I mean, it was such a great late game adjustment by Gus Bradley. Like he was bringing some blitzes before. Obviously, EJ Speed and Zaire Franklin had some pressures and sacks early in the game. But that those last couple of drives of the fourth quarter going into overtime, Gus Bradley said, screw it, I'm blitzing. And Gus Bradley is not a blitzing guy. He will blitz on third and long. But for the most part, he's not much of a blitzing guy. He came after him. He came after him. He went after Lamar Jackson, which is so risky 
with Lamar Jackson because if he makes one guy miss, you're giving up a 50-yard touchdown run or a 60-yard touchdown run. But Gus Bradley came in here and he said, screw it. If we're going to get beat, we're not getting beat by a 1,000 paper cuts. We're getting beat by the gash play. Uh, we're going to go after him. And the defense stood tall. The defense constantly pushed on their backs, you know, on, the, on their heels the entire uh, last part of this game because the Colts offense just could not get that final push to get that last field goal from Matt Gay uh, until obviously the very last one there. And this Colts defense had to put the team on their back multiple times and the players performed and Gus Bradley had a great late game adjustment. So again, hats off to so many people for the Colts in this game. Um, Shane Steichen for doing a lot of really good things in this one with the backup quarterback doing just enough with the offense. Obviously the defense with Gus Bradley and the, and the playmakers they have over there. And then obviously the superstar in this game, Matt Gay. Matt Gay is our hero. He's our Lord and Savior. He's the representative of the Lockdown Colts podcast. So, uh, yeah, we love kickers here. Lockdown Colts is sponsored by kickers, actually, guys. That's actually the biggest sponsor here that we have on Lockdown Colts. Uh, the kicker won it all. And next week, I feel like it's going to be even more of a fun game because we go from the high of this game, the Colts pulling off this road upset over the Baltimore Ravens, to next week getting our QB1 back. We're getting QB1 back in the week after that. Maybe Jonathan Taylor, maybe Jelani Woods. You know, this Colts offense could be getting a lot better going forward. And that's with Anthony Richardson coming back, with Jonathan Taylor maybe coming back, and Jelani Woods coming back. So, guys, two and one, two and one, leading the AFC South. We are at two and one after three weeks following just an atrocious season a year ago. Look how far we've come. And we're going to continue all the fun here on Locked on Colts this entire week. Talking Victory Monday tomorrow or Victory Tuesday, I guess, is when our next recording is going to be. We're going to talk all about this victory on All-22 film and talk about where the good things and bad things happened. And then obviously preparing for the Rams game coming up. So if you guys don't already, make sure that you follow at Locked on Colts, at Jake Arthur and at Zach Hicks too, all over there on Twitter. Also subscribe to the YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. We'd love your guys' ratings and reviews. Hit a like if you haven't on this video, guys. I think it's going to be a pretty big video for us because, you know, who doesn't want to listen to a Matt Gay podcast? This is a Matt Gay podcast now. So, you know, leave some likes, uh, leave some comments below on this video. And guys, we'll see you guys back here early on Tuesday morning to keep celebrating about Matt Gay, to keep celebrating about Matt Gay. <laughs>